all of God's kings and queens from around the world. Welcome to Journey with the Queen podcast. As in life, we are all on a journey with many interesting detours. As we go throughout life, we are in the continuous process of changing and developing over time. This podcast is focused on relationships, finances, and real life situations. I am your host, April Love, a trailblazer, entrepreneur, and a woman of the Most High God who believes that if you keep Jesus first place in your life, you will be resilient. Let's take a journey through this episode. Hello, Kings. Hello to all of my beautiful Queens, April Love your host of Journey with a Queen. Welcome to another episode. This podcast episode is all about consecration. You may not hear that word or that term often these days, but this term and this word still applies. It still exists. And it's still a requirement, in my opinion. Um, And it is required by us as believers, as Christians, by the Lord. So what exactly is consecration? Consecration is giving yourself to the Lord to become a living sacrifice. As we all know in Romans 12, 1, Paul says, I exhort you, therefore, brothers and sisters, through the compassions of God to present your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and well-pleasing to God, which is your reasonable service. So that to me from the Bible, again, Romans 12, one says it clearly that it is a reasonable service. It is a requirement for us to be consecrated, which also just means to be set apart. It also means to devote irrevocably to God by a solemn ceremony, to make or declare sacred. In a few scriptures, Exodus 40 and 9, Leviticus 19, 24, and 2 Chronicles 29, 31, helps us to understand what does it mean to consecrate or to be consecrated. And so the reason why this topic is so important and so vital to me is because I actually started my consecration process in July of 2021. And what happened was I had to go through a painful situation, a painful relationship where I finally got tired of myself and realize that I have done it myself, my way for way too long. And that it's time for me to get serious with the Lord. You know, so I'm like, I have to figure this out. And so this is where it started for me. It started with consecrating myself before the Lord and deciding it. And that's what it started with, making a decision that I was going to be for God live for him solely and to not play games, not, you know, go back and forth, backslide, you know, go back to the world that I wanted to be set apart 
and to be used by him. So this is important to me because like I said, I'm actually going, I'm actually in this process as we speak. And I'm sure that some of us have done this before. And then we, you know, we went backwards and got back on the right path. And God is so gracious and he accepts us when we mess up because he know that we are not perfect. He know that we are going to mess up, but it starts with being serious in your own mind and making a decision. And that's where I, the, the point that I came to. And so I want to just touch on a few points of, you know, what does concentration, consecration look like? You know, how do you get there? Who's an example of a person in the Bible that live a consecrated life? I want to just touch on those things briefly because I feel like this will help someone um, as it helped myself as I was studying and reading. And sometimes we don't always have um, people surrounding us that are actually living it out. People that are actually, you know, showing you examples of what this thing called consecration looks like. And it looks different for some people, but I'm going to speak from what I learned in my study time from the Bible, and I'm going to share that with you. So I want to just start off saying that consecration unlocks different facets of your calling. So if you aren't sure what your calling is, you may need to start with setting yourself apart and spending time with God to hear from him to know what your calling is, to hear from him to know what it is that he wants you to do. So the definition that I gave you in the beginning um, for consecration came straight out the Bible. I'm going to give you the definition out of the dictionary. So consecration in a dictionary just says the action of making a declaring, making or declaring something, typically a church, sacred. So that's a definition of the, the dictionary. So if you look at back to the definition that I gave from the Bible, it's a little bit more clear. It's a little bit more straightforward and to the straight to the point, in my opinion. So again, consecration, if I can give it to you in layman's terms, it's basically setting yourself apart, changing your mind and changing your heart. And so... Here's some things that I wrote down in my study time that I want to share with you. So purify. It means to separate, to set apart for sacred purposes or to consecrate. So we are to purify ourselves and be set apart for God. We are to separate from evil and definitely separate from sin. God hates sin. Be purified by reading his word and thoughtfully apply it to our lives. The Bible prepares our hearts to participate in worship through anticipation, self-examination, and meditation. So I believe this is something that we should do daily. Just as we, set, we are set apart, um, Jesus was set apart. So we need to set time apart for worship. As we know, a lot of times Jesus went into the mountains 
for time alone to worship and to pray. We also set apart ourselves to be in God's presence. We should set ourselves apart to be in God's presence. When we approach God, we should approach God with a pure heart and mind. I anoint myself with holy oil. Um, especially when I fast. You can anoint yourself every day if you want to. But these are just some things that I feel is important to share um, that I wrote down in my study time. And I wanted to share it all with you to hopefully help some other people understand why we need to consecrate ourselves. So let's talk about how do we consecrate ourselves to the Lord. Consecration means putting ourselves in the Lord's hands and becoming a living sacrifice. It also means we give God the freedom to do whatever he wants in and through us. It's our service to the Lord. And again, that is what Paul said in 12.1. I love Paul. Paul was a very interesting dude. But Paul was a great apostle. He was a great man of God after he turned his life around. And he was definitely set apart. He was definitely holy and pleasing to God. So we can learn from Paul's example. Paul was, he was vicious, but God still used him. And he consecrated himself to the Lord. So praying to consecrate ourselves to the Lord. Basically, that is one of the ways you consecrate yourself. So we simply just need to spend time alone with him in intimate prayer. God just wants a relationship with us. He wants to talk to us and he wants us to talk to him openly and honestly. We can freely open up to the Lord and have um, conversations and, you know, talk to him about anything. You know what I have come to terms with because I'm in a season where God has isolated me. He's also removed a lot of people out of my life. So to be honest with you, he is who I talk to all the time, all day long. Even if I'm not like in my prayer closet or if I'm, you know, if I'm busy, sometimes I just had have side conversations with him. Sometimes people make it so um, just over the top of how prayer looks. Prayer is a conversation with God. The same way we talk to other people, we can talk with God. So praying to consecrate ourselves to the Lord is very important. Praying with the word of God to consecrate ourselves. That's also important. You can take Bible scriptures and pray them out loud. I like this because it also reminds God of what he said in his word. So for an example, in 1 Corinthians 6, um, verses 19 and 20, it reads, Or do you not know that your body is a temple of the Holy Spirit within you, whom you have from God, and you are not your own? For you have been bought with a price. So then glorify God with your body. So Praying with the word of God 
It helps you understand what he said and what you are to do. So we are not our own. I totally understand that, that I belong to God. Everything here on this earth is God's. We can say in, this, in the verse that I just read, 1 Corinthians 6, 19 through 20. Lord, I am not my own. Lord Jesus, I belong to you because you bought me. Oh Lord, thank you for paying the highest price to purchase me. I am yours. All I have and all I am are yours. Lord, I give you my entire life. I give you my time, my energy, my education, my family, my job. So you can take a scripture and make it into a prayer yourself. That is another way of consecrating yourselves to the God, praying with the word of God. So basically using the word of God to, to pray. A life of consecration. It's like on one hand, we all need to consecrate ourselves to God once and for all. Not going back and forth. We should live a life consecrated for the rest of our lives. Once we get this, then staying close to God. It's a lot of things that we need to do daily to stay consecrated, but it's worth it. It is so worth it. When we get married, we often, we, I mean, we can consecrate ourselves to the Lord and say, Lord, my life is yours. My marriage is yours. I give you my marriage and allow God to be the center of your marriage. So these are just some things that I feel that are very helpful when it comes to consecration. And lastly, I just want to touch on who in the Bible lived a consecrated life to give you an example of what that looks like for your own life. And hopefully if you study him, then you'll see how devoted he was to God, how he lived his life set apart for God and for God to use him. So this person is Daniel. Daniel was an example of a consecrated life. He separated himself unto God and lived differently than others. He positioned his heart after God and prayed three times a day. That is so important because consecration, like I stated earlier, a part of that is prayer. You know, it may seem like a lot to pray three times a day, but actually you can pray more than that because if you think about it, when you first get up in the morning, and I can use myself in ex as an example, I have set myself apart starting in 2023 to get up very early in the morning. I've been getting up at five o'clock in the morning to pray. And it's been hard because I'm not a morning person, but it's worth it. It's quiet in the morning. No one else is talking. So you have a better chance of hearing the voice of the Lord in the morning early when it's quiet than any other time during the day. So I also pray at night before I go to bed, right? So before I read the word, before I lay down, I pray. That's already two times. So if you think about it at lunchtime or in the middle of the day at 12, set that time aside 
to pray. Like before you eat lunch, you can set that time aside to pray. That's three times right there. So imagine if like at six o'clock in the evening, when you're getting off from work at five, when you first walk in the door, you can take a few minutes and just sit and pray with God. That's four times. So a lot of times we make it seem like it's harder to spend time in prayer when really it's a conversation with God. It's not that difficult or long and drawn out like most people make it seem when it's really just sitting in quiet and talking to God or sometimes just sitting in quiet and not saying anything. But Daniel also fasted, right? We all know about the Daniel's fast, which most people are doing around this time of the year. The 21 days of fasting where you just eat fruits and vegetables, right? I have a book on the Daniel's fast that is awesome. It's, it, it reads um, scriptures. It tells you about different uh, stories. But then it has a whole lot of Daniel fast recipes in the, in the book. Um, and I'll leave that in the description just in case someone is interested. But Daniel also sought after God when no one was watching. His life was marked by miraculous deliverances like in the lion's den. We all know about that story. The fiery furnace. We all know about that story. But Daniel also had visions and dreams and he had God's favor. His life was alive to God's purpose. So whatever God wanted to use Daniel for, he was able to because Daniel made himself available. John the Baptist is another person who led a consecrated life. So there are people in the Bible that we can use or look at as examples um, who lived a consecrated life. So, like I stated, what led me to this point of, of going in this direction of being consecrated to the Lord is because I started feeling like, you know what? I've tried everything my own way and nothing works. It leads to frustration. It leads to sin on top of more sin on top of more sin. Consequences after consequences and you know, I just felt like I really want to change my lifestyle. I just want to change my mind. I want to draw closer to God to see what that would look like. Just like just me and God. And I'm going to tell you something. The consecration has gave has given me, when I say so much peace, when things around me are going chaotic or things are just not good, I still have a peace that I can't describe. And normally I'm the type of person that wants to take everything in my own hands and my own strength and be in control. Well, God is teaching me that I don't have to do that. And when I don't do something that it feels like I should be doing, he gives me a sense of peace where it's like, daughter, you can just really relax. You don't have to do anything. So when you give up the worldly things and you give up all the things that are not of God, your life will change. God is like looking to see who's consecrated, who will pray to him, who will give him 100%. And I truly feel like I can say that God will look down on me and say, daughter, I am so proud of you. And he tells me that. 
He tells me that, so I do know that. But if I did not know that, because I know he tells me that, I could say that because I'm truly living it. And I'm going to just say this last thing that God is really tired of the lukewarm Christianity. He's really tired of the lukewarm Christians, the ones that go to church on Sunday and then live any kind of way they want on the other days. I'm not here to judge because I was once lukewarm. So I know what that feels like, what that looks like. Um, but I am reminding you, if you are lukewarm, God wants you to consecrate yourself. He wants you to come out of the world and live for him. He wants you to be set apart because he has something for you to do. He wants to use you for his glory. And you know, God is such a fair God that when we do turn our lives around and give ourselves to him as a, a, a set apart Christian, you know, wanting to do what's right and live for him, he blesses us in return. And we don't even deserve it. So I hope that this episode has blessed you. I hope that you got something out of this episode. I hope that you sit with God and talk to him about consecration for yourself. And I hope that he gives you the answers. But I truly believe that now is the time to get right with God. Now is the time more than any other time to live a consecrated life because there are so many things that's going to happen that most people will not survive. Most people will not be able to handle without God. So I would hope and pray that you would take this message very seriously and go to God in prayer. I know what it feels like to live outside of God's will. I know what it feels I know what it feels like to do what I want to do but not what God is telling me to do and then have to deal with the repercussions. So, it's very important that we get our hearts and minds together and go before the Lord and ask him, God, what is it that you need me to do? What can I do for you, Lord? So I'm going to let you all go. Thank you so much for tuning in to another episode. I am so grateful for all of my listeners. And may God continue to keep you and bless you. In Jesus' name, Shalom.